0: So, let's... My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 123rd episode of Space Spinner 2000. Oh, one, two, three. That's, That's great. That's right. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's uh, the podcast for two Americans trying to make sense for the UK Zone galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD. One month of progs at a time. This episode we're covering 2000 AD for November... Oh, no, sorry. For just December 1984, progs oh, yeah. three. Nine, oh my god three ninety five to three ninety eight. <laughs> it's pretty um, good. Yeah, it should be okay. Anyhow, um, this episode, the stainless steel rat begins his candidacy. Torquemada gets a new body. Ace quits trucking, and we see even oh sorry, we see even more Hell Trekker funerals and dread fights vampire judges. It's pretty good. It's all around like this is if this is what's upcoming
1: for nineteen eighty five, and this is standard. You know what? I'm gonna kick my feet up. I'm going to get relaxed. I'm going to stick my belly out, and I'm going to have a cold beer because this is great. All right. It's good TV.
0: Yeah. If you want to read along with us, you'll find the comics we're covering today in the Judge red Complete Case Files 8, Ace Trucking 2, Nemesis the Warlock Book 1, the Stainless Steel cr- uh, Rat Collection, and you can find Hell Trekkers collected in the Judge Dredd Magazine Issue 218 to 223. Awesome. Yeah. And speaking of uh enjoying yourself on a sunny day, Fox, let's oh, get let's yeah. head to Periasuaki in a through one. The Stainless Steel Rat runs for president. I just love this comic. I love their family,
1: I love their dynamic, I love everything about it.
0: Definitely, yeah. Uh script robot Kelvin Gosnell, Art Robot Carlos Scarleting Robot Jack Potter. So, uh, the DeGriz clan is on their way back to Periaso Aki. Um, in this case, it's uh, Jim and Angelina accompanied by their sons, James and Bolivar, who have now grown up to teenagers since the last time we saw them. They were just like little, like I think like four oh. or six-year-olds and, maybe? Exactly. And they're
1: using this as like a training thing. It's like, first, know your enemy. Ma's mm-hmm. going to put together a
0: briefing. Like, they're <laughs> teaching them how to shake down an entire planet. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we learn about the president for life, Julio uh zapalote who is 300 years old and evil as heck um,
1: i mean and definitely voted
0: in by the people for the people oh yeah uh, you know he's, yeah he's won by landslides for the past uh, 200 years or so um seems legit see, how totally legit buddy um, <laughs> so they make their drop onto the planet using grab shoots from suborbital uh flyby they land. I love grab shoots. It's cool, man. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, steel and steel rat used a lot of them. Uh, they mm. land, unload their sweet atomic powered roadster oh, and, God. um, disguised as a duke and duchess with the kids disguised as servants. They go flying in to meet the revolutionary contact, Jorge. Man, they've got an atomic power
1: unit. They've got lasers. They've got gun positions. They've got armor plates. They got radar
0: and apparently mortars. Yeah, man. They got, you know, it's a standard sort of like a James Bond kind of supercar thing going on here. Um, I mean, feels like it's ready for war. Definitely. So, they talk to Jorge, after some quick questioning, he's on board, and they head out to meet his fourth cousin, the nobleman Gonzalez de Torres. Doing so will, of course, require blasting through a barrier, which is easy work for the well-armed roadster. But no as problem. they blast, a cop falls under the tires of the car. Jim goes to move him, because he doesn't like killing uh, people, of course. Yeah. But instead, he gets caught in a huge explosion.
1: Oh God! Why did he get out of the car? It seems like
0: a bad idea. Just yeah. move around the guy. You're you're totally right. But anyhow, Fox, no one kills my husband but me. Uh, Angelina <laughs> barges out and goes kill crazy on everybody else until Jim is recovered. He's injured but still alive. So they do. One guy lip- saved all his friends dead. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Uh, Jim act So they do some roadside surgery and uh, Jim sets up this uh, molecular extractor, which can shrink and unshrink things by removing most of their molecules. It's a very sort of like a Dragon Ball Z uh, capsule tech corporation kind of thing yeah it's
1: um, awesome. It's uh, shrink it to the size of the toy or blow it up to the size of a whatever but this this thing no longer shoots plastic missiles it just shoots regular ones. That's
0: right. So they set up a tissue regenerator and Jim swiftly heals from that um, to sort of back up to full basically in the course of a, of, a, of a couple hours. Um, I like
1: that his wheelchair looks like uh, you know that one Admiral in Star
0: Trek yeah uh, Pike. Pike,
1: um, yeah, Commander Pike,
0: yeah. So they uh, so they head over to the uh, estate of Gonzales de Torres, um, where the uh, de Gris family finds the Marquis a, uh, a willing revolutionary member. But uh, a war for control of the of the planet would be impossible, especially because all the military forces are fully mobilized because of the upcoming election.
1: Oh, wait yeah, a wait.
0: minute. <laughs> Election. Election. Of course. Um, yeah, so listen, man. They uh, a, a plan quickly forms. If the election's going to be rigged anyway, why don't we just rig it so that we win? Seems fair <laughs> enough. Uh, slippery Jim puts on a sweet mustache and becomes oh Sir God. Hector Harappo, candidate That's for president.
1: Like- this is like the uh, Clark Kent of mustaches. Suddenly, no one notices who you no, are. No, he's a
0: whole new guy because he's got a big old mustache. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, Gonzalez will be his vice president. But today's the last day to register to become a presidential candidate. So what do they do? The answer, of course, is get in a helicopter and make a mad dash for the presidential palace. They I make mean, a. Who cares if we get shot down? Nah, whatever. It's all in all in good fun. They make a drop at the uh, at the courtyard, and now it's time to register if they survive. Um Jesus. So Jim and the Duke go and begin the election paperwork, but not before President uh, Zappa, Zappalote comes by and like yells at them, essentially. But all he really do- seems uh, ineffectual. Yeah, he reprimands them, and all he does is really break his hand on slippery Jim's face, essentially. <laughs>
1: Which is great. He's just super genetically
0: whatever, but I guess that just means frail bones. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, he's 300, so he's pretty frail generally. Um, That's fair. The president then loans them a car to, like, head home, and uh, it's pretty nice, and they're ready to go after they do a sweep and find the three bombs attached to it in various places. Um, (laughs) Yeah. At the airfield, they find their chopper and the pilot. The chopper's been destroyed and the pirates, um, yep. the pilot killed. And this makes the duke sort of, uh, you know, declare a vengeance, basically. Um, vengeance is great. Yeah. I love vengeance. Very interesting revenge, as always. Um, yeah. So they go ahead. So and then they come under attack from more guards. They escape until a attack helicopter confronts them. The Duke is shot um, during the uh, the Gris boys doing a, a diversionary tactic. Um, but they're still able to overcome them. They steal the chopper and, uh, James and Bolivar and the Duke fly off as Jim does the unexpected, which is head in to make connections with the local underworld. Hey man, if there's one thing
1: you can do to shake police, let's go to the seediest part of town. That's right. And that's where rats, I guess, the rats.
0: Yes, yeah, where they congregate. Um, so Jim finds his way to a seedy motel and swiftly finds himself in the middle of a poker game with some card sharps and stuff um he starts talking politics as they fleece him and suddenly they pull guns on him because they've like surreptitiously searched his bag and found three guns in it basically (laughs) um luckily he's also got one up his sleeve so he knocks out two of them and then talks to the final crook you know use like a knockout gun basically um Mm. and like brings him in on the job you know like hey like we're all crooks like come work for me he yeah, asks, we're gonna crook the fuck out of this government. That's right, all of us together. Yeah, he asks the card sharp to join his political party, the uh, the peas the nobles, workers, and peasants party, which I like. It just got got everything in it, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he asks the uh, the crook to go like to take a bunch of cash and rent a stadium. But when that money isn't enough, he then just Jim just walks out, and just robs a bank because no one's actually used <laughs> two people doing crimes. <laughs> in the future you know so that's great he's just like wait what like yeah i'm robbing this bank like you could do that like yeah buddy come on <laughs> let's just uh, you know look here's how it
1: goes you give me the money and i don't shoot you and everything's great and then we just leave and you tell people
0: about and the, it and the crooks you're like whoa this is amazing i can't believe it <laughs> it's really great yeah um so you know, Jim goes to so Jim needs to send a message back to his family at the castle and stuff. To do that, he's got to find basically another castle because they all have like an auto semaphore to talk to each other. Um, mm. So he's go he goes to break into a castle um, as President Zappalote is, of course, ordering harsh uh, punishments all over the all over the countryside to sort of like take him out or like discourage what he's doing and stuff.
1: Seems to be completely worthless. It's and just true. framing him as bad guy villainry.
0: Definitely, Yes, Definitely bringing his own villainy into Stark, um, into Stark relief. Um, so mm. Jim goes to break into the castle, but the door is locked, and he's stuck in a bad situation. He'll have to pick this lock super fast or get caught. Next on the stainless steel rat, a narrow squeak.
1: It's that's the most adorable name for the next thing. Oh my god, I love this story. I love this story, Conrad. It's fun, yeah. Oh my I god it's just so fast
0: i do yeah and i do really like that you know i'm not reading them all but definitely all of the uh all of the next time speakers things all have like rat puns and stuff like that which is also pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true but yeah i, I really the love the noble
1: f- workers and peasants party by def- the way yeah
0: and i and you know this is the standard sort of thing we see with a stainless steel rat where it's just very yeah like the action goes real fast they sort of go on, you know, like they sort of they have obstacles, but he's able to overcome them pretty easily, you know. I mean, he's um,
1: James uh, DeGrasse.
0: Yeah, right. he's pretty, no yeah, he, he overcomes them easily because of his skill that you sort of recognize that he kind of like knows mm-hmm. how to do things or is willing to like think his way around corners or plan ahead or something. So you know, it still makes him sort of a character that you're interested in that you kind of want to follow yeah, along. Exactly. As he does well, and it's it's always funny,
1: like the like yeah. we said last time. You know, it's it's how he plays off other characters. It's not just like, oh, I've got the secret MacGuffin or whatever. Uh, you actually don't pay attention. At least I I, I realize there's a bunch of like, oh, hand wave, we just get through this sort of stuff. You don't end up noticing it because he's just really charming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree.
0: Yeah, like the humor and the charm of these characters really like c- takes them a long way and I appreciate the, the, the way they do it, you know? Uh, it's so great. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Lead in question mark. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, speaking of uh, interplanetary nobility, Fox. Oh um, my God, that was we excellent. go. To, yeah, do my best. We go to uh, thrill 2, Nemesis the Warlock. Uh, Scripted by Pat Mills, art wrote by Brian Talbot, lettering about Steve Potter. So the uh, the royal party arrives at the largest of their satellites, the Albert Moon or the Brick Moon. It's so awesome. There's a giant like British statue on top. Definitely, yeah. The uh, the queen and prince consort cavort in zero gravity as Nemesis and Torquemada, of course, both scheme in magical incognito. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the the prime minister is going full Churchill about the Goth invasion. I like, love uh, it. The lights are going out all over our solar system, and they may not come back on for many years, which is kind of what uh what Churchill said when uh, Europe was being invaded by the Nazis. But um, I love I love the underlit uh character definitely that they have in that one panel it's yeah like i mean talbot really talbot's crazy. doing some really great stuff with the art just in general like it's gotta mm-hmm. be said um the abc warriors meanwhile are preparing for their attack um the ball on the brick moon begins uh, as a star blower and ursa make their exit and the robots enter the hall guns blazing Oh, man, we're shooting everybody. Yeah. Nemesis throws the queen clear and rises to fight the robots. Most are destroyed, but Hammerstein remains on a mad dash for the queen. Ah, He's so
1: awesome and unbreakable.
0: Yeah. What's going to happen? Well, Nemesis is now out of magic and bullets. He's forced to deal with Hammerstein by hand, like wrestling to the ground. He wins, but Hammerstein is still a living bomb, so you got to get back. Meanwhile, Torquemada... Um, disguised as the governor of China or whatever, has uh, cornered the queen himself and uh, pulls out a gun to shoot her. But as he does, uh, Prince Albert jumps in the way, takes no. the bullet instead. Yeah, it's tough. Not,
1: not Prince Albert. Not the. I think he was like a. He's like a consort to the yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, he's the yeah the, the 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 Prince Consort, just like in uh in in real Victorian England. Yeah. Um. And so uh, Nemesis defuses the bomb in Hammerstein, and then guns down Torquemada, who sort of escapes ghostily. But yeah, Al- yeah. Albert is dead, and the Queen's real sad. No, not Albie. Indeed, uh, Hammerstein has been returned to his old self, and the remaining droids have all been melted by uh, the heat guns of the uh, of the Goth guards. So Hammerstein's sent to be executed, and Rojas begs Nemesis for Hammerstein to be spared, but though Hammerstein himself wants to die and it seems like it's out of Nemesis's hands. No or is it? <laughs> yeah,
1: time to time to do a floating hop in the way of the gun squad. Don't <laughs> well, first, kill this robot. We could totally use him.
0: Yeah. Well, first we um at the start of the third prog, there's also a recap of the original ABC Warriors oh, including yeah. like a big like group shot of the Magnificent 7 and all their glory by by Mick McMahon and stuff. Um but yeah, so Joe ne- Pineapple. Yeah. So uh, Nemesis jumps in to interrupt uh, Hammerstein's execution cuz they can use him. And four days later, the Blitzspear is flying over the dark, satanic mills of Lowry in the Gothic Empire. Hey, why not?
1: Let's shoot a bunch of people while we land. Yeah,
0: it's as they're being conquered by the Terminators. The Goths need military assistance, assistance, skills that Hammerstein can't provide. But hey, you know, he says he's just one robot. What can he do? And Nemesis reminds him that on Mars, they could tame the whole planet with just seven robots. Could he do that again? The answer oh is yes, God. but... And he totally knows where some of them are, it feels like. Yeah, well, it's because, you know, he says that, yeah, the mess was left on Mars, so he's probably out. And apparently Happy Shrapnel died soon after um, the Not events Happy. of the original ABC Warriors. But apparently Nemesis knows where the rest of them are. He knows lots of stuff. Um, oh, my and, God. And so Rojas would be a great replacement for the mess, because he's also pretty messy. Um <laughs> You nerd. Yeah. Meanwhile, a rapidly deteriorating Torquemada is brought along with the Hellfire Club to the mortuary on the Rue Morgue where Professor Frankenstein and his sexy lady hunchback assistant have a plan to help him.
1: My God. Um, I was not prepared for the twist to this. Yeah. I am so happy about all of it.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, of course, the Rue Morgue's a big pot. Like, I think it was like a... Uh, What was it like? Like an Edgar Allan Poe story, I want to say, some kind of gothic story, and you know, then Frankenstein, of course. Um, Yeah. So basically, there, the uh, this uh, Professor Frankenstein is helping Torquemada by getting him a whole a new body made out of cadavers, because it's not it's made up of a bunch of different bodies. It won't like reject Torquemada, which has been happening a whole bunch. And he can assemble a new body from the best bits of a bunch of dead guys. Good times. We need um, one with a good,
1: good, uh, menacing brain and face.
0: Yeah, well, they want you know they end up using a very B- B- Boris Karloff looking uh, head, yes. just to go full Frankenstein with it. You know, um, so his body enters, they jam it full of electricity, and uh, it works. Man, Torquemada opens the eyes of his new body, but that's all he can do. The <gasps> young Goths are not giving him the full amount of juice because they want to hold him hostage. Uh, they'll sort of keep him like alive, but in a wheelchair, unable to move, and they'll be able to rule both the Gothic Empire and Termites with him as a puppet. They
1: see it as their birthright. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, really awesome that they try to do a double cross on the super evil bro.
0: Totally, yeah. As this is happening, Torquemada flashes back to why he's begun this, oh, whole, this whole process. Because he basically needs a new body because his wife Candida wanted a divorce because he, you know, he's just this big gross worm cloud of a murder monster. She doesn't want to be married to that.
1: <laughs> Which is really fucking fair. Yeah, like,
0: totally. If I, you know, if,
1: it, listen out there, if you're a gross, weird, murder, worm murder monster ghost, um, like, you know, you're making everybody uncomfortable and you know it
0: yeah you, you're aware of your, of your situation. You shouldn't expect your uh, your loved ones to just to just roll with the fact that you're, <laughs> oh, worm cloud, murder monster. you gotta you yeah. know, you gotta help yourself. Anyhow, you know, being surprised by that, that's all. This is weird Torquemada. come on, man. And anyhow, enough of our worm cloud shaming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once the, it, it looks like Torquemada in fact, figured this would happen and just been toying with the Goths. A, uh, okay. a nearby Terminator ship flies by and shoots an energy ray at the Rue Morgue, which gives him the energy he needs to take full control of his body, and he just immediately kills them with magical energy because he's super powerful.
1: Yeah, all right, buddy. That's like the kid in at school who's, like, uh, inventing powers on the fly. Yeah, all no, he did, a,
0: he did a total, uh, nuh-uh, because I'm Torquemada. Um, so <laughs> but he, puts, he puts on his <laughs> helmet and walks off to his flagship. To uh, begin destroying the Goths. Hey, why not? Yeah, next time I nemesis Mongrel.
1: Oh, oh, ooh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, every one of the ABC Warriors, Warriors, right? Yeah. I love Mongrel. I'm sad that the mess uh, and uh, Happy Shrapnel. Yeah, Yeah, those guys are both gone. You (laughs) know,
0: Happy Shrapnel was sort of ruptured because it was kind of a frontier uh, caricature, you know? But anyhow,
1: rounded out the group. Yeah, you always know, need a frontiersman in your. But your, I feel like
0: he's also the one that 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 I'm most happy with dropping to get new characters in. That's what I'm trying to say. Him uh, and the mess were both were. I mean, well, because the mess got a whole new body. He's like in that's a right. yeah. He took like over. He's giant... he's half a George on uh the on the surface of Mars.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: He made up the nervous system of George. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> is Deadlock
1: coming back? Say yes. Say yes. Deadlock is coming back.
0: I can't answer these questions. Um. Fuck. But and speaking of mysterious new uh, series, Fox, it's Ooh. Thrill 3, Judge Dredd. Man, Judge
1: Anderson looks so sweet with her eye shadow.
0: Yeah. So, script robot John Wagner, Alan Grant is TV Grover, art robot Ron Smith, Kim Raymond, and Steve Dillon letting robot that Tom frame. Hey, why um, not? From the shadows, Dredd and Anderson are attacked by one of the Hell Street Blues. They take him down, yeah. but Anderson can't get any readings from his mind. Instead, they continue to the Hell Street Sector House to check records for what happened, like, recently, you know, wh- why the city's all broken up, basically. Man, vampires aren't Romans. They don't keep no records. But, probably. like, there'd be records up until that point, you know? That's um, fair. The pair sneak in. They see humans kept, like, in blood pens and being sorted by blood yeah. type in a cruel mockery of the justice system. But they can't do anything because it endangered the mission. they Dreads- delicious
1: justice system. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Dread starts some auxiliary power to turn on the justice computers. It looks like Which I how does he do that, by the way? It looks like, like there's just like a, a switch to flip or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like a big like breaker switch for the record. Um <laughs> the comical breaker switch. Yeah. It looks like whatever happened happened only about four months ago, but there's no way to tell because they've just been attacked by the blues, including <gasps> Vampire Judge Anderson or ju- Vampire Judge Hershey. No. More like,
1: more like Hershey blue jeans, am I right?
0: <laughs> more like Babe Pyre. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah.
1: Babe Pyre.
0: Yeah, Kim Raymond takes over on art and he draws a sexy ass vampire Judge Hershey trying to seduce Dredd and gets punched in the gut for her trouble. The. <laughs>
1: It's really great.
0: <laughs> the living judges like fight back against the vamps and just shoot them all in the face, which is pretty good. Like, oh, like it's man. it's a there's a funny part where uh, where Hershey's like, oh, man, you never were the romantic type, were you, Joe?" And Dred just like, "No," and like shoots her in the face.
1: Dude just like does not give an entire shit. Nah. He just got no time for none of this.
0: Yeah, they start burning down the sector house and free the prisoners. The judge vampires are no match for living or the yeah, yeah, The judge vampires are no match for living for living judges, I should say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the pair runs back to their bikes and head out once they get some distance Dredd goes to play the tape of the logs from the sector house to find out what happened. So, well,
1: hey, it sounds like uh, a whole lot of stuff that no one could deal with.
0: Yeah, the judges watch the tape. Uh, there's a massive psychic attack at the hands of this monster called the mutant, the six-armed psychic monster guy. He is the doom that foretold. He attacks the city. City of the damned, let chaos reign. Dude, uh, just a sigh... Yeah. Energy envelops the city. Yeah, things Psy, start deteriorating. Psy Chief Anderson orders a mass resistance. Awesome. And all of Psy Division gets their heads blown off for their trouble. Like full it's on. So gross. Like bottom half of a watermelon is all that remains of their skulls kind of things. It's pretty cool.
1: She totally got a promotion though.
0: Yeah. N- enough to die with it at least. I um
1: I love how she's she's listening to it and she's like, What do you know? I got a promotion. And she's just rubbing her fingers over Judge Dredd's
0: helmet. Yeah, she's kinda having you know, she's gotta make her own fun, you know. Dredd's not gonna help her. Um, nope. The monster appears in the Grand Hall of Justice, kills Chief Judge Magruder as well. The judges Jesus. then turn to vampires, and that's all she wrote, basically. Um, hey why not yeah so what are they gonna do now i mean they kind of figure out what's gonna happen but Dred wants to learn more about the mutant and maybe how to defeat it or stop it from happening or whatever else like it's no or good just just, get revenge. yeah it's no good to just head back now and just be like yeah in twenty tw- in 2120, we're all gonna die you know like okay <laughs> thanks Dred. like good info but like could you give us some more you know so that's what he's gonna do yeah, um, we can't just go back and say everything sucks. Meanwhile, the mutant sits in the heart of the psychic blackness, listening and waiting. And looking real weird, Yeah, right? Like, if you look at the image, it's like, is that a butt? Is
1: that, like, a tail?
0: Yeah, no, he's got I a lot know. going on. A lot of a lot of, of grossness. gross. Yeah. Uh, Dredd <laughs> and Anderson are driving through the ruins of Mega City 1 when they come under attack. From a fang toothed murder worm, a whole fleet of them. It's oh, a, oh, it's, it's real gross. Yeah, it's real good. Steve Dillon's doing the art here, and there's a cool, just roving panel as the judges fight desperately against this big swarm. Like Anderson gets picked up and then tossed and jumps back on her bike on autopilot and stuff. You get a so snake head awesome. stuck on her shoulder, eagle and stuff. It's neat. Yeah, um, Dread ends up swearing revenge against the mutant. Yeah, like, revenge. Take, yeah, he'll take it down, even if he dies trying. They pass through the city that's just being relentless, you know, They that's just full of, like, terribleness, trying to get to the center where this basically black shroud of evil, evil psychic energy um, uh, lives. They pause to help some surviving citizens and then roll through into the heavy dark where no one's ever returned and where the mutant's lair is. Hey, why not? Next time on Judge Dredd, Fear of the Dark.
1: Man, this is a great uh, Judge Dredd thing. Man, I... Freaking love Judge Anderson and when she's riding on a motorcycle or hair whipping around, doing cool psychic stuff. Uh like yeah, definitely. man this oh man. Is,
0: I love it. This is definitely some good um just getting a chance to sort of see Anderson in action and stuff like that. You can definitely this is definitely like the backdoor pilot into the start of Anderson's own uh series, which we'll get into next year, you know? Um, I just
1: feel like they're such they're such a good buddy cop team, like bad cop, funny cop.
0: Definitely, yeah, it's a different, you know, like, the two big partners that Dread still has that are still alive, I guess, are uh, Hershey and Anderson, <sighs> and, like, while Hershey is sort of even, or, like, as much Dread as Dread is, um... Mm. Anderson is really a good foil for dread, sort of being very different, having a different attitude, handling things a different way and stuff like that. So and still really being very capable,
1: right? Well, like, she's yeah. still a judge.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's definitely not just, like, she definitely, like, doesn't need to be saved or, like, a damsel in distress mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, she definitely holds her own and brings a lot to the situation, you know, so it's very, like, yeah, so they're they're, they're very much equals if sort of just with different skill sets, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's really, I don't know, it's fun... Uh, it's horrible. I'm really curious about what, what the hell's going on. Like, it's really doing a good job of keeping me in some amount of suspense. Nice, you know? yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good to have a lot of questions. And speaking of places where you might find answers theoretically, it's uh, <laughs> non-thrills, covers, and nerve centers. Yay, answer
1: our <laughs> questions, weirdo
0: Something Um. Prog 395, blimey, gate crashers uh, <laughs> Hammerstein has arrived and at, Nemesis, at, at Nemesis's party in, a Brian, in, in this Brian Talbot cover in Looks the, good Yeah, it's good In the Nerve Center, Tharg, the different drummer Congratulates the winners of the Strong Team Dog Computer Game Contest Letters, Did document No, man Well, I mean, again, as always, we're always kind of the winner Because we get to read awesome 2008 <laughs> content, buddy <laughs> Damn it. I just, I want to win a contest in here. That's so hard to ask. I mean, listen, you build the uh, time machine and I'll get this st- self-addressed stamp envelopes ready. All right. I've
1: read Future Shocks and Time Twisters,
0: man. This is not a good idea. Oh, right, you st- I mean, you still, right, still want I'll to do it. it. I mean, listen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, we'll, we'll, we'll shit or get off the pot, buddy. Either you, want, time to, shotgun. you <laughs> want to deal with time travel business or you want to stop complaining about not winning this contest because you don't want to do time travel business. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there, so there's also questions about cutting out, like, pages of the comics, like for Toy Soldiers and stuff, um, compliments about Halo Jones, mid-prog, mm. there's an ad showing that the, uh, British comic Buster has teamed up with the Ghostbusters, which I think is a well-played crossover, mm. um, and then, with the contest done, it's now time to sell Strontium Dog video games so There's a mail-order coupon to do that in this prog, which is yeah. also well-played, yeah, and then, uh, the prog ends with a pinup of Rogue Trooper and a... Teaser of his return in Prague 401. Ooh. Yeah, coming to you. Uh, 396, Robin Smith draws sexy vampire Judge Hirsty seducing dread, as Anderson looks <laughs> on in this cover. Good times. Um, Crustacea the Mighty tells us Aww. to get hyped for Christmas. There's a picture of Judge Nemesis. Letters about dispute over dinosaur stories being ripoffs. Requests for two thousand eighty fan clubs. More comic storage requests and a poem about, th- about thrill suckers. And the uh, d d comic ends with yeah. the heroes killing some kind of lich and each getting a sweet gem for their trouble. Um, sure. And, yeah, and then there's a big contest to win like a DD set or a magazine or some jigsaws. You just got to answer 10 questions about the comics. Good luck with that, everybody.
1: All right.
0: <sighs> yeah. Um. Next up, 397, let chaos reign, gaze upon the doom that was foretold. <laughs> Um, you know it's cool, yeah. The mutant finally appears in all of his glory in this Steve Dillon cover. Tharg the Thrillbuster, which is another uh, Ghostbusters thing. Uh, Ghostbusters symbol in place of the of Sirius, mentions the start of this of uh, extended ABC Warrior coverage in Nemesis. Like we'll start basically as the as the Warriors get picked back up, we'll kind of get like little recaps of what that war of that Warrior's history and some of the cool stuff they've done in the pages of of the Progs. Um, with classic art and stuff like that, too. So it's neat. Um, mm. There's a picture of Ace the Warlock with a big old nose, a way to score progs three different ways, or, yeah, a-, a way to store progs three different ways. Then questions about Dash Decent and mentioning that uh, the musician musician Phil Oakley wore a Dread t-shirt in a music video. Mid-prog. Cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's always nice when this stuff shows up, I think, and definitely the, ki- the uh, folks reading the comic are very keen to talk about it. <laughs> mm. uh, Mid prog there's an there's a crazy ad for starting a new bank account, which will get you a yeah, free calculator and like ooh like this bank account is specially made to help with online purchases. It's very uh, what? futuristic. What the fuck? I don't even know what that means. What an online purchase means in 1984? Yeah, because like, it's definitely not the <laughs> it's internet. definitely not the internet. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, this prog ends with a cool picture of dread in a throne in, in, in a Throne of Justice by Brendan McCarthy. I just it's like so how the awesome. Yeah, I like how the throne looks sort of like a bunch of like domed mega city uh city or MC1 mega uh city blocks oh. and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, it kind of like,
0: does. It kind of looks like he's on a chair that's kind of made out of the city. You know what I mean? That's that's really neat. I
1: hadn't noticed that. I yeah, mean, it's I a, really like it. I want that as a poster.
0: Yeah, and it's a cool metaphor just for like you know, dread being like the king of the street or like you know, the guy who's in charge of Mega City One, even if he's not actually like a monarch or whatever. Mm. Yeah, and you you know whatever man, you got a printer at your office? Print that thing up. Put it up there. That's true. I uh, I might actually do that. We have poster paper. Oh, neat. Yeah. I always think about it. I got to do it sometime just to have a real, like, ridiculous, like, uh, office of just all Megacity, of all uh, Dread, uh, like, Dread and 2008 AD posters. Um, that's actually, god damn, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, 398, Merry Christmas, Kev O'Neill has brought you a oh. terrifying Santa oh. monster. <laughs> <laughs> Kev O'Neill has,
1: has an acid nightmare on the pages straight to you, the viewer, of that's what right. Christmas is really like. Welcome to Hell, Christmas kids. All of your dreams are nightmares.
0: Absolutely. My, my favorite one is the uh, is the is like this sentient fireplace on the back Oh my cover god,
1: it's horrific, that's right? That's just
0: Yeah, it's just wandering around shoving people into it like burning them alive and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. It's got bones inside. It's yeah. No bones good i love that santa's belly button has a bunch of teeth and a tongue whipping out of it that's a very kev o'neill move i mean this is the style of art like in the i, I think i said previously that like he would he would go on to do like this one uh, alan moore green lantern story that the comics code um like like a next because the art was too disturbing and it was stuff like this where it's just like everything's got a lot of teeth and weird <laughs> angles and it's like very like fleshy in a way that's kind of disturbing you know it's so awesome I it love is awesome. it
1: when he goes nuts I mean it's really really great like Rudolph's nose is beaming towards a house and
0: mm-hmm. that house is vomiting uh, uh, like lava onto another house definitely in the nerve center Judge Tharg wishes us a Merry Christmas and warns us once again of the deadly Christmas pud letter Oh. Asked for copies of the nineteen ninety of the nineteen eighty-four annual. There's recipes for plastic cups, well uh Welsh based <laughs> prog storage, and another Judge Dredd poem. Oh, Yeah, it's fun. You know, just usual nerve center stuff. It's always interesting, the things that come up every year. Oh. When we get to the end of the year, like Dredd always like us, Darg always warns us about the Christmas pud. There's always like a crazy Santa cover and stuff like that.
1: Do you know what the real Christmas present is this year? What? There's no Christmas stories in this.
0: <laughs> I do appreciate, yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't one last year either, remember? Because yeah, like yeah. there was even like a Tharg Z- Dictators of Zrag cover, but they just dealt with it in the nerve center as opposed to making us deal with like, yeah, like Santa somehow getting murdered or have or having to be <laughs> saved, you know. <laughs> Santa somehow getting murdered. I appreciate Tharg saving Christmas off off page. That's all I'm trying to say. Out of Correct. the frogs. yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of exciting uh, managerial changes, it's... Oh, fuck. Thrill for
1: Ace Trucking. That's pretty good. And, yeah. and, you know, the the upside to this is uh, Gioletti is not going to be here much longer.
0: Out of here. Yeah. Uh, script Robot, Alan Grant and John Wagner's Grant Grover. Art Robot, Studio Gioletti. And Bello Ginelli, Letting Robot, Tom Frame. So uh, the worms continue to pour into this courtroom on the planet Oroboros. As the judge screams blasphemy, Ace lowers down to free his buddies, only to find that they've just been acquitted last episode. Um, Ace is so surprised that he's easily knocked out and taken back to the hole that the other guys were in at the um, last episode. <laughs> <laughs> and just as and also happening in reverse, they, uh, Ace is once again forced to return the uh, ship to a workers' collective.
1: Turns out they had the key the whole time also. They barped the garb.
0: Yep. Ah, they barped the garb. (laughs) Um, So Ace is taken back when they get back. As punishment for, like, you know, this scheming. Um, Ace is downgraded from from ship's captain to just pilot. Oh, well,
1: that's bullshit.
0: Yeah, and Feet gets the captain's job. Ace has had enough of all of this stuff and uh, quits.
1: Yeah, I mean, fair dues, dude. I mean, yeah. when you go from dictator to, I guess, lowly pilot, it's a long way down.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, just another one of the crew among many. So, mm-hmm. Ace's quit. He signs his walking papers, and they drop him off at the nearest like a uh, beacon beacon or like space distress buoy thing. Uh, GDH- Which I guess
1: is also like a like a place you can be.
0: Yeah, it seems like they like you know they're just sort of these space buoys that people like. uh I guess it's like truck rest stops or something like that. Like you can sort of like thumb a ride mm-hmm. from them and stuff. I and mean, we've seen these in yes. Dread too, where they picked up that one peddler that like shrunk them down and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. The one with that. Yeah. And he had like this thing and he was a freaky looking dude, man. Yeah. He was, he like Feek, I think was another um, alien. That's uh, actually like some sort of uh, like Mesoamerican art that somebody uh-huh. saw at like the British museum, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um but so yes yeah, so they drop Ace off the speaking beacon uh GBH wants to come too but the crew Ace included votes that he stay back on the ship um uh Aces glum in the beacon and Feek repaints the ship to show they're now under new management. Alone in the buoy, Ace talks TV radio to himself as the Speedo ghosts arrive at Beehive B Bee and Feek looks for a new pilot. And who would appear to take that job? Buddy, it's the clearly the evil shadow of pirate evil blood.
1: Oh, I had a quick question for you, Conrad. So yeah. usually when there's like a caricature person, you know, uh, Garp takes a... Takes a uh, ride from this like one dude on the Santa yeah, like Mara a, with,
0: with like a big head and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Is, do you know if that's anyone? I couldn't find anything. It probably is. That wouldn't shock me, you know.
1: Yeah, because Bella Nelly really likes doing a thing with. Yeah, I should take cases. another
0: look at it. Actually, I'm. I'm sorry, I didn't think to actually check that time. That's 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 a, f- a fail on my part. Incorrect.
1: Um, you are a master of these things. I was just more curious than anything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, because
0: I just I don't have an so open book. Yeah. I'll check, but, uh, so, meanwhile, oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so Bellardinelli's back for, uh, thrill 4.5, feak trucking. Uh. Ace gets picked up by some big-headed aliens as Feek and GBH interview new pilots. They're looking for a salaried position, not partnership members, thank you very much. At least until Jesus. Evil Blood shows up. Blood's got a super-powerful pistol that just immediately kills GBH when he shoots him with it. Which, what the it's hell, crazy. Man. Yeah, and now Blood's in charge of the ship. Uh, he commandeers it, and, they go- and he cuts off Chiefy the pig rat's tail and swears he's a speedo Oof. ghost to find Ace. So... Gross. Yeah, Ace gets left off at another speaking beacon because he's doing, you know, he's got a plan for something maybe. Deep in the heart of the Speedo Ghost, meanwhile, Speak you, begins the process to bring GBH back to life. Death isn't the problem it used to be in the olden days, at least for GBH's people. Um, yeah, yeah. Neither Feek nor Evil Blood knows where to find Ace. So first they decide to go to his home world, the planet Parp.
1: Which um, nobody likes
0: that guy. Well, yeah. I, th- I think it's really funny how the it, the planet's shaped like Ace's head with a halo around it. <laughs> and then everybody looks all like medieval and stuff. It's pretty neat. They're all like, like medieval Aces, basically. Um, mm. Blood like swings down on a rope ladder. It's like, hey, does anybody know anything about Ace Garp? And like the whole planet's like, we hate that guy. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you had to kick his ass for us if you see him. we fucking never return again. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but once they get back up, Blood threatens Freak again. And he remembers that actually, yeah, they do have a second-age trucking ship doing that mail run oh, in the Cougar yeah. Ranch system. Remember, we had that whole story about getting the mail run for it. Which is um, weird because aren't they getting just like money for that all it seems, the time? It seems like it. You know, let's go check it out for sure. Although later, Chiefy goes to escape the re- the ship in the escape pod. He <laughs> leaves his tail behind with Feek to remember him by. And Feek just like eats the tail and it's like, oh, yeah, it, this does remind me of you. <laughs> uh, forever gone. I hope you weird pig rat. <laughs> yeah, you, he character he, totally. He takes off, and now Fix gonna get a double kill. And if they don't find Ace, meanwhile oh Ace himself God. is putting out a request on the lines because he's looking for somebody headed to the Kukarat system. Oh yeah. Next time it's the Kukarat patch catch. <laughs> why not? Uh, it's,
1: it's just was fun. I see. This is why I love Evil Blood as like a continued antagonist he's just hilarious
0: he's a good relentless comedy villain for sure
1: i mean and like immediately asserting that by the way i'm totally a villain look i'm killing yes. one of the fan favorites
0: look at me put my knife against your throat as i do a contorted bellardinelli physical pose it's good <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah. And I really, I'm guessing GBH pulls through, but if he doesn't, I'll actually be
0: mad. Yeah. No, I feel like you don't have to worry about that. He'll be fine. But speaking of killing, of killing a cast members, Fox. Oh my God. It's it's real crazy with Thrill 5, the Hell Trekkers. God, it, bad to worse doesn't even fucking seriously yeah so so again script robot john wagner alan grant is f martin candor art robot horatio lalia letting robot tony jacob so the trekkers are deep in the rad smog as reports of more people dying to the black scab come in even our hero lucas rudd has caught it um, feel sad yeah meanwhile wagon five or fifteen capsizes into the quag which is just kind oh of God. This radioactive quicksand basically they try and to everyone pull everyone just gets fucking
1: murdered yeah
0: every, they, they try to pull it out but the rope snaps and everybody dies basically um and everyone and, helping them gets eaten by fucking t-rex yeah and then the t-rexes show up they do move in herds and they all attack <laughs> um <laughs> Shout out to my brother who asked me to make that a reference. Um, a, I love it. A torrent of laser fire seems to take down one of the beasts. Um, the final T-Rex runs and Rudd goes to chase it over the objections of Trailmaster Quint. There's no dissuading him. On this hover bike, Rudd finds the wounded dino and begins the mighty battle. It looks bad. Dude. It looks bad, but he tosses a grenade down its mouth and yes. that's all she wrote. Yes!
1: Whenever you've got to take care of a dinosaur hardcore throw a grenade in its mouth. Ain't Anytime no you, yeah. trick in the book that's going to work
0: better than that. And you fight anything that's got a big mouth, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's one of the funniest parts of the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right at the start, where Drax oh, jumps yeah. inside the guy's thing because he's assuming that even <laughs> though it's got a hard outer skin, <laughs> its insides will be, like, soft. And he's like, no, the insides are as hard as the outside. This is not how I <laughs> uh, what, what, what I planned. Uh, he just <laughs> keeps epic yeah it's so true um anyhow well he wins but he's weak from the black scab and he flips his hover bike and he falls into the quick quag he's drowning and a goner for sure but oh look it's his son on another hover thing yeah well luckily his son comes by and pulls his dad out rushes him to the decontamination chamber he's safe for now except you know he's not going to die of radiation or t-rex bites but he's still got that scab (gasps) Um Not the, great. Yeah, the rad wagons continue on for two days through the St. Louis slough and um eventually Lucas pulls through from the scab. They yeah, I mean it- like
1: I, I was gonna say spoilers all of the notes that you see, like doing all of the uh, high level explanation are all written by him. But I mean, so it could like, be,
0: but it's like he's writing it in the present tense, basically. So that's it could, fair. You know, he could say like, I don't feel good, I'm going down. And then it sort of picks back up. Like there's no like in, like things of him writing of the in-between time when he's down for two days with the scab, you know? You could easily okay. have someone else pick up writing this trail journal. You know what I mean? That's really fair. Because it's, like, this, it's it. like the Star Trek, like, uh, Captain's Log kind of thing. It's the Trailmaster's Log. So if someone else becomes Trailmaster, then they'll take over the log, you know? Well, I mean, Riker did it once in a while, right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, okay. Well, this is a separate Star Trek thing where, yeah, they are <laughs> they all have logs. And so if something happens to Picard, they often will go to Riker's Log or Geordi's Log or something like that, you know? Or Data, which yeah. are always the fun ones. Yeah, I'm not doing an absolute list. They go to another character's blog or uh, or a log, you know? <laughs> I'm doing an absolute list. Let's run down top top five Star Trek <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they'd go to like like Troy or Crusher's log too. Oh, boring. Maybe even Doctor Pulaski. Ugh, I hate Doctor Pulaski. Oh God! Yeah. And, I mean,
1: why would we? Yeah, she actually she did a few because there was one where she was doing the heart transplant and stuff yeah, on yeah. the card. Anyway. <laughs>
0: We into this Ugh. tangent But anyhow, yeah, so, uh, so Rudd pulls through They've made it through the slough of St. Louis They Into the sunshine beyond the rad fog It's finally time to have some dang funerals, Fox Twenty-five, oh twenty-three have died to the black scab Jesus
1: Christ um, If there's anything I've learned This mass grave and also these other graves Will
0: just at some point get dug up and eaten I mean, at least they've killed the, the grave-robbing T-Rexes, right? They have so no. the final prog just opens up with this big 25 person funeral so for everybody horrible. who died um even as they go like like he lists all the dead it includes like a family that's lost all their children 39 oh, total God. people have to have survived sorry 39 people have died 72 survive and we're 6 days out and the Nebs have not
1: seen even a little bit of attrition.
0: Right, uh, a fight breaks out as the wad wagons roll, and apparently, just so they have to have another funeral. Off th- that guy Rolo Peterson and his moped finally gives up the ghost and dies to radiation poisoning. As uh-huh. it
1: turns out, you can't just take a moped through a giant radiation. Slope. No,
0: yeah, you can't just like uh, bring your standard car when you're going to cr- when you're doing pioneer stuff. Um, <laughs> So at last though the dragon train the the wagon train has arrived at the way station of at Stinking Creek just as the sun sets the mutants who run the place seem really nice offering free drinks and entertainment to everybody but it turns out to all be a ruse because they're actually bandits who are going to murder the whole trek and take their stuff later that night damn that's it's real horrible real bummer yeah next time something smells in Stinking Creek so stupid but man this but but like this is what i'm talking about when i talk about how much of a bummer hell trekkers is right Uh, this idea that like they've come through something and 25 people are dead and they're six days in and like a quarter of their number have gone you know so like so like yes and no so this is
1: this is where i ground myself because you have me on this firm believer um thing where it's like While they are not in Mega City one, they are of Mega City one in this Mm -hmm. world which it's trying to craft for us at this point, is a dangerous, horrible one, right? right? It just so happens that instead of saying this block exploded and like 3 million people died and you mm-hmm. have no closeness to it, this is like the, what is it, the Hell Brigade or those dudes who like jumped into the volcano. Yeah, the, uh, the, Holocaust,
0: the, the Holocaust squad. Yeah,
1: the Holocaust squad. It's like that level of just like, oh shit, but it's like every episode is a Holocaust squad. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean... It's just yeah, hurting, I want but... to
0: say that, like, I'm not saying that this number of deaths are unrealistic or that they don't, like, set the tone for it, you know. like oh, they, sure. they, don't, they don't come out of nowhere or whatever. You sort of, you know, you sort of know, like, it's sort of clear this is a misery track and all that stuff. I'm just saying that it's a bummer. <laughs> oh, it's a huge bummer. I, I actually, I think, so, and this is where I'm at,
1: I like it as, like, it kind of feels horrible as an end of prog thing but i certainly yeah. wouldn't want this starting it if that makes oh sense.
0: no absolutely not you wouldn't you can't go forward from here you can't like have a fun <laughs> nemesis story <laughs> once you've had like a funeral for 23 people you gotta finish most with it. That's most the, children yeah it's the only place you can put it in the Prague for sure um <laughs> it but like in- yeah
1: it feels balanced, I guess is what I'm saying. Because I it's have fine. fun for all of it. And then it's
0: like serious story where I get really sad. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that like uh, John Wagner sort of talks about this a lot of times when he – because he, you know, he's certainly not afraid to kill characters that people like. And oh, the first thing he says is just that it's good that like he likes it when people get angry about it because it means that he wrote a character that's that people care about oh. enough to, yeah, exactly. to be angry when they die. So, well,
1: that's the ultimate magnum opus. Yeah. Or, sorry. So, uh, eulogy I should Yeah, say. so
0: it's definitely like I definitely see what they're doing here but it ends up just being almost more pathos like you just sort of like show us show us a cute kid to murder them. It's like okay man. Like, you know. Like, you know, I like 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 like, sugar's good to eat. You know, people like eating candy. It doesn't really necessarily make make a good piece of, like, a uh, a piece of candy a uh, masterpiece meal. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, my God. Don't just show me a candy bar only to shoot it. In
0: the head. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that sounds kind of like a fun YouTube channel. Um, Anyhow. Oh <laughs> but speaking of uh, strange alien feelings, fucks, it's Thrill 6 oh Future Shocks. Mm-hmm. Nah. just one this month uh the search Yay. for spot script about peter milligan art robot jeff anderson letter about r starkness yeah this it? is what the search for spot oh yeah yeah because the search for spot graphics uses that uh star trek font and stuff and everything um <sighs> so a pair of dudes are doing a six-month shift on, on a on a different planet news comes in as a 100 billion reward for bringing back intelligent alien life it turns <laughs> out that one of the guys eddies has a pet alien out back and joe the other guy realizes that this could give him the money so he basically uh knocks out ed and tries to grab the alien but instead the alien lures him back into this forest and to its own <laughs> ship. Ed gets kicked in the face and wakes up in an alien zoo, the first <laughs> example of alien life from another species for these aliens. And then we see the alien from the planet getting a $100 billion cre- uh, dollars in, in alien money as Ed finds himself, finds himself in uh, jail.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> I Heard mean,
1: zoo about- is really just jail for uh, animals.
0: Yeah, literally true. I mean there's bars a lot of times. Like it's pretty clear. It's 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 like jail if in jail they also gave you a prisoner of the opposite sex and wanted you to have babies. So that oh my then God. you could so that then your children could also be in jail for people to look oh at. My. This is a really horrible thing to think about. I mean, you know also why I
1: avoid fucking zoos. Listen, it makes some, me o- feel weird. some
0: of us don't have enough don't have good enough relationship skills to turn up our nose at having a partner found for us by staff at a zoo, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anyhow, um, just saying it's for awkward bears <laughs> and weird penguins. I mean, listen, read the read the accounts of them trying to get pandas to mate and like pro and propagate their species and tell me that it's not a bunch of freaking oh sell bears whatever <laughs> bamboo eating in cells anyhow fox <laughs> hot takes anyhow fox that's the end of our coverage for uh december 1984 progs sure what why not it? yeah 395 398 hey and that's the end of the year too but before we get to that the question is what were your top and bottom thrills for this month
1: Oh boy um, this was a fantastic uh, little little month. It was yeah. a great little cap to the end of the year um I'm gonna tell you I uh controversially am going mm. to put hell truckers at the top ooh i I think so keep in mind, like judge dread and I will uh, you know does its hardest. To just keep things going. Nemesis is doing great. Like all of these are great. Right. But the mm-hmm. one thing that I'm really enjoying about Hell Trekkers is that it is a stark contrast to everything else. And while I agree that's with you, it's yeah. like showing me a kid only to kill it. Um, I, I feel I'm, I'm pretty invested. I want to see where it goes. Nice. I already knew a bunch of people were going to die. It's just in what ways they're dying and showing me the treachery of just like going across this without, I guess, doing the whole, um, you know, judge child or, or anything like that. Right. Like, it's different with we've civilians doing it versus this.
0: dread doing it. Right.
1: Exactly. These guys can't handle these situations. <laughs> and um I don't know. It's 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 definitely I wouldn't call it fun. It's just interesting mm. and horrible. And I like it that it's at the end to just remind me that uh you know, life in the future shit. Uh, <laughs> even if you stayed in Mega City one, you're probably gonna die. So uh. Die there, die here, black scab or no. they're gonna get you.
0: Absolutely. I mean I'll, I'll just mention my usual thing, which is yes, you are everyone's gonna die. Uh, no one's immortal, so live it up. Anyhow um, <laughs> <laughs> So so hell Trekker's top, what's your bottom?
1: Uh, you know, if I had to pick one uh, you know, I guess I'd go with Ace trucking. It wasn't horrible though like it was so funny. Um, I'm liking where it's going. GBH will come back guaranteed, but also you know, stakes. Stakes in a funny comic are fine, Yeah, uh, but, but it's like, it's it's good. Uh, it's not amazing, right? Like, right now, That's it's fair. just yeah. like, um, I got you, now you got me, then I got you, and you got me, and now I quit, and then it's just going to be a lot of, like, uh, don't leave me boyfriend stuff uh, <laughs> that'll eventually happen, and then they'll be back together, and I kind of already know the story. Yeah, fair enough. So how about you, Conrad? What is your tippity, tuppity top, and bibbity bobbidi bottom
0: Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say Hell Trekkers is my bottom. I don't really like it very yeah. much. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, I'll say that, like, it's more just that I don't really like the bummer part of it. Like, that's just sort of this, like, sad misery trek, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Bummer drummers are uh, yeah. drummers and also bummers. It's Because it's like, I like the art, and I do actually like the idea of this kind of futuristic Oregon Trail and, like, I I really do appreciate that they are just willing to kill all these people and stuff. But um, sure. it's just not fun to read, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's
1: not you know. fun. And, and then, I think that's ultimately the greatest sin, right?
0: Yeah. And then for my top, um, Stainless Steel Rats coming on real strong. I really like this Dread stuff. Um, just, like, yeah, with the vampire. Like, Sexy Vampire Hershey is one of my favorite things, just period. Um <laughs> But so I'm going to say my top is a tie between Judge Dread and Nemesis the Warlock this month. Um, Hell yeah. I really liked, yeah, I really liked these vampires and I really liked um, both like the attack on the queen and that stuff. That was really neat. Just like all the fight scenes there. I love the oh, start of the tease of like getting the ABC warriors back together. Cause they're my faves. Um, and <laughs> I really liked um, Nemesis or uh, Torquemada being betrayed and then betraying back the young gods and right? stuff. That's just real good. Like evil guy stuff. And I appreciate evil guys being <sighs> you, as always. It is.
1: It is a great evil situation. I like that he was just prepared, and I
0: did like our comments on. Well, uh, no, uh, I'm Torquemada, yeah. so I've got superpowers. Absolutely, yeah. And this was, I want to say also, I don't think it's my top month. But this was just, cause I'm thinking about it because the spinnings. Um, but this was a really <laughs> g- good month, and there's just this was a super action-packed month too. Yes, between um between just all the action in dread nemesis mm. and stainless steel rat and to and hell trekkers too actually actually pretty much yeah everything except for ace which remains you know it's sort of standard pace there's so many of these things i look in my notes and the the notes are relatively short because the story is just sort of raw raw action stuff going on you know yeah, absolutely and so and like i don't really like to sort of recap like the blow by blows of specific fights i guess that's just sort of my mm. my take on it so that's why i am just noticing that this episode is uh is short so that's why Basically, it's well, just, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll it's be honest, like it's a, just
1: a know. short episode is is indicative of like really great pacing within the comics. That's true. I think. Too. Yeah. Like uh, and the longer ones are usually like, why are they? starting and stopping like six or seven different things and holy fuck there's a tidal wave of like future yeah, shocks that's you know? true
0: too for sure yeah so anyhow i hope everybody enjoyed the show as always you can find space spinner 2000 on itunes stitcher the google play store or our podcast site spacespinner dot 2000.com feel free to contact us space spinner 2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our facebook instagram or twitter pages on twitter at space spinner 2k for everything else look up space spinner 2000 we should be there and then come back next time as we've reached the end of 1984 and it's time for our uh, spinny show, our 1984 year in review show. All right. <laughs> That's right. Put on our uh, gold tuxedos and get out there and do our thing you know there's some tap dancing there's uh there's some singing there's a comedy competition everybody's gonna have a great time i will say we got a lot of people that wrote in to give their spinny's oh, nominations yeah. this year so i'm very excited to kind of have a whole bunch of you know to just have a bunch of perspectives on these things that also go along with ours. so i think that's gonna be real amazing and that's gonna be next thursday it's gonna be real good oh man i'm so super excited yeah, and then come back next time, and then stay tuned then for the running, for the rundown of what's going to be coming up for the year in thrills in 1985, and what we'll, we'll be talking about uh, next episode with, uh, as our 1985 coverage begins. Alright. Sweet. Yeah. Until then, I'm Conrad Eastbox, and we are Space <laughs> Financial 3. For three.